Hello, welcome back to the National Association for Primary Education. My name is Mark Taylor. Today's podcast is all about the Rosemary Evans Award and I'm going to be shortly interviewing Tara Paxman who was the first recipient back in 2016. But just to give you a little bit of, of background about this, it's for people who were recently qualified in early years in primary school teaching. Um, and if you're keen on reflecting your professional development as a classroom practitioner and you really want to get something published in the education journal Primary First, which is um, produced by NAEP, then this is for you and all the details are available on the website which is educationonfire.com and in the search bar if you search for Rosemary Evans Award all the details will come up for you and you can get all the information you need. I hope you enjoy this interview with Tara. This is Tara Paxman talking about the Rosemary Evans Award. Hello, this is Mark Taylor and welcome back to the National Association for Primary Education podcast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Tara Paxman and Tara was the the first recipient, I think, of the Rosemary Evans Award. Um, so she's come on, she's going to explain to us how she got involved in that and, and her experience of it. So hi Tara and thanks so much for chatting to me. Hi Mark, thanks for having me. So can you start by giving us a little bit of background in terms of how long you've been teaching and, and, and where you're currently working? Uh, yeah, so I did the three-year undergraduate um, degree in primary education, um, which had the QTS um, attachment covered across the three years. Then I decided that actually I wasn't quite through with the the sort of research side of education. So that really struck me on my undergraduate and I decided to do a master's for one year. Um, and then after my master's, I decided that teaching was definitely definitely what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go so I started my first teaching post in Oxford teaching year one um, and I loved that I was there for two years and then I moved this September to teach at a school in West London so I'm now teaching reception there. Yeah so, so you've actually you've already sort of done your sort of first transition into a new school and how have you found that in terms of a different environment? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, um, it was a challenge coming to London. Um, obviously, the demographics are quite different. Um, but I've I've found it quite, uh, quite a good experience, really. Uh, the teachers are all really supportive um, at my new school, and they were at my old school as well. Um, they kind of helped me with that transition, saying, you know, you'll find this at your new school. And as quite a young teacher, it's very reassuring to hear things like that. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I, I've definitely found it a lot easier than I'm sure most people have found it. And what would you say is your sort of biggest takeaway, sort of just being a, a few years into the profession? What what what's the the most important thing is a piece of advice that you might actually give to someone who's just about to start their first post? Um, I think definitely don't worry if you don't do everything. Um, I've just left. It's it's Friday night. I've just left my classroom and. There's still a pile of stuff I need to do on Monday. So um, I think you've definitely got to learn that not everything can be just the way you want it to be, um, as it might have been when you're a student. But um, it's definitely worth it in terms of the things that you get back from the children. So it doesn't really matter if that display is not done or you've not completely marked all your work um, as long as you've had a good day and the kids have gone home happy. Uh, that's, yeah, that, that's a that's a great sentiment, and uh, like I say, that relationship between the children and how they feel is such a key part, isn't it? So I think if, if if you can get to the end of the week and that's the case, then I think I think everyone's going to have been successful. Definitely. Um, so can you take us through how you first came across the Rosemary Evans Award and and decided to get involved, and and what was your your understanding of what it was about, and and why you wanted to get involved? 
Um, so I first heard about the award. I was signed up to a newly qualified teacher NQT induction course by my school. Um, this is at the school in Oxford. And this was um, run through a series of lectures at Oxford Brookes University. Um, it was a really great opportunity, really. It was continuing that idea of reflective practice and helping you develop, even though you're now out there in the scary real world. Um, so it was promoted through that course um, and they were seeing it um, basically as a continuation of what they were looking at, you know, the important ideals of reflection, self-evaluation, things like that. And they were encouraging the students there to apply or think about applying um, as a way of furthering their professional development in their first year of teaching, um, keeping contact with those academic writing skills and things like that. Um, so that's that's where I heard about it. Um, I heard about it quite far in advance in about October and the, the entry date was April. So it gave me a lot of time to think about it. And I thought that, um, yeah, it would definitely be something that I, that I was interested in. So can you take us through exactly um, what was in your article and, and what topics you, you specifically covered? Um, okay, so I, I looked at um, what I felt were challenging me in my NQT year. Um, one of those things was the struggles of meeting the national curriculum alongside your children's needs. So when you feel like children aren't getting what you're teaching, do you carry on regardless or are we even qualified to make that decision? Um, but that that was what I worked on then. And looking back on that now, um, it's been really interesting to see the development, see that I, I do feel more confident with that now. Um, I also wrote about um, my pedagogical ideas and this idea of um, definitely when you're a student, there's a sentimentalized view of teaching, this idea that, you know, it's full of the buzzwords like inspire and make a difference, make a change, that type of thing. Um, I think those are quite important to consider as a student because you do hear that a lot and it can be. I wouldn't say misleading because definitely those things are there in teaching, but there's a lot of hard work as well that I think you need to be prepared to commit to, um, to see those changes and those developments and that progress in your students. Um, I also wrote a little bit about workload and the stress and how, how that was affecting kind of my approach to teaching, which I had when I entered as an NQT and then how I developed with the stress of workload alongside that and I, I guess I guess the two the two things probably go together a little bit don't they because um like you say the buzzwords are being inspiring and changing and you know supporting children to, to 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 fly to the moon effectively you know you have these these people in your class that you're really enthusing to do whatever it is that they want to do but like you say the workload is is really really um extensive and 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 you get drawn into all the things that you have to do as a teacher um how, how did you sort of find that sort of balance of of understanding that yes you want to be inspiring in doing all of those things but actually the practicalities of, of the day-to-day -day life and, and and that mix which i guess is key in order for your success but also your fulfillment and, and your well-being for yourself as well as for your children yeah i think that's that's definitely a big question probably one i'm still trying to figure out I think you just have to find that balance between making sure that the time you have with the children isn't compromised by your stresses elsewhere which um, obviously we spoke about moving to a new school I'm still getting to know everything the ins and outs and I feel like that can take its toll a little bit and 
I can not be as in the moment as I would like to be with the children um, because I'm, I'm thinking about all the peripherals. Um, so definitely it's a hard one keeping and maintaining that balance. Um, but if you keep your, uh, your focus on the children and really making sure that that time is the best quality time it can be, I think you will begin to prioritize and know which tasks have to be done and which ones can maybe wait, um, wait till Monday. And we should point out that it's um it's around fifteen hundred to two thousand words, isn't it? So it, it's an article rather than um a PhD, um as it were. So yeah. so, so, <laughs> so 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 it, it, it's not like it's gonna it's gonna take an awful lot of your time. I guess it's more that that thought process, like you've just explained, and that preparation, which is really the key factor from that point of view. Yeah, I mean, even even then, um, with kind of a little bit of idea generation and reflection, it still took me probably two weeks um, of quite. I mean, quite solid work, um, evenings and weekends. I find it's easier to work that way, um, just get it all done together, which as a teacher, it's a lot easier to do. Otherwise, if you leave it, you might forget about it. But it, it doesn't take as long as you think because the ideas are already there for you. I think it's just bringing them together. Yeah, yeah that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I can, I can really understand that. And, and what benefits did you actually find from actually having gone through that process? Well, I mean, the benefits, um, similar to what they advertised in the uh, advert, really, um, it gave me the opportunity to reflect on my first few months in teaching, which I think is really crucial for newly qualified teachers, because I'm sure a lot of people can empathize in many new jobs. You just don't get time to think in your first few months. Um, So it was quite good because it really pushed me to reflect on how I'd set out about things and how I was meeting those tasks and challenges now. It was also, I mean, a very early stage in my career. I was only a few months in. Um, I had lots of ideas, pedagogical ideals that I talked about in my article. And I think it was quite interesting to look at those and compare them to the real world, so to speak, and how what those looked like in, in a real classroom with 35-year-olds. So, no, it was... It was definitely a great opportunity in that sense to to look back and to really stop and think about what I'm doing and where I want to go. And again, like I said in my article, the type of teacher that I want to be as well. And what did you, I mean, you're in that sort of fantastic um, position of being able to sort of straddle or, or certainly at that stage to remember that sort of having one foot in the in the student life and one foot in the professional life. And can you just take us through a little bit about the reality of what you experienced as you started as opposed to what you thought was going to be the case when you were still studying? Yeah, I think definitely when you're still studying, um, although the courses are extremely full on, you think it can't be like this when I when I qualify. I must have more time because it takes you so long to plan one lesson. You think, how will I do kind of five a day of this, five days a week? So I think thinking about that was definitely an interesting uh, reflection period. And in terms of what's happened actually as a result of actually being of winning the award and actually having having your article published in um, in the in the NAEP journal, which is called Primary First, uh, have you found some really added benefits of actually being the actual recipient? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, as a financial reward, which was fantastic at a time when you are a newly qualified teacher and on a training salary, that I know that appeals uh, to a lot of people in that position, and also. Um, I was really lucky that I was made an associate council member um, as part of my work and my relationship with the uh, with the council is continuing to grow. I recently attended the schools and academies conference in Birmingham 
um, which was promoted by the council and they supported me in going and that was something that I just wouldn't have done if I hadn't got involved and so it's not necessarily the direct benefits that came from it but also the things that have sprung off from it um, as well and I'm really happy with with where I am now and the relationship that's forming with the council um, I can really see a lot of other ways that it can further my professional development by width rather than um, sort of going on to different things. It's making me think more about my position and my, my role as a teacher at the moment. And I think that's that's a really key factor. And, and as someone who's on the National Council, it's that kind of, it's fantastic from NAEP's point of view because the, the more people we have on council that are really um, so enthusiastic about teaching and actually have a different perspective you know someone who's recently qualified and, and, and new into the profession as opposed to some of the elder people who are retired um, I think that blend is a really uh, important factor for NAEP in their future in the way that they develop in as, the, as they go forward and I, I think that mix of, of youth and, and elders is a, is a key thing in, in, for it to develop in a way that can support everybody and of course Snape is for anyone who's supporting children from zero to 13 um, and so that takes you through the primary school system but also in terms of parents and, and how we deal with everyone involved with children and I think having that complete breadth is a really 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 important factor as they progress. Yeah I think that's so important I mean the the experience of the the older people in the council has been invaluable the reports that they write and the things that I've been exposed to that I wouldn't usually have seen or read about um, has been really enriching um, as well as like you said the different perspectives that it brings in because teaching can be quite insular and definitely to get those perspectives from parents and other people who work in education and with children um, I think really really helps you to see things um, from different angles. Well Thank you so much for chatting to me. It's been it's been really interesting. And, and for those people um, who who might be interested in actually going for this award um, next year, um, the deadline date is the first of May, uh, twenty nineteen. And, and as you said, there is a financial award of two hundred pounds, which is always gratefully received for, for those for those people who who win it. Um, and it, you do get the article published in Primary First, as I said, which is the NAEP um, journal, which goes out um, to all the NAEP members, but it also goes as uh, an easing um, to all the primary schools in the country so it really does get the opportunity to be read by many many people um, and I really look forward to for us to chat again um, at the council meetings that are coming up because I'm really really that'll be really exciting for me just to, as, like I say as everything starts to develop um, and also as the podcast is starting to develop as well we're going to have more conversations with people on council so that you can get an understanding of, of who's involved and um, and get and get a bit more familiar with us and um, as we start to, to broaden out what it is that we can offer you and and how to support our members so Tara thank you so much for chatting and um, I look forward to chatting to you again soon thank you